This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of your fat. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, last time I talked about a bunch of diseases that can infect the liver and that can cause inflammation. So they each carry the name hepatitis. We went from identifying hepatitis A in the 1940s to hepatitis B in the 1960s and finally hepatitis C around 1990. Today, hepatitis C infects about 1% of the world's population and it kills around 400,000 people each year. The World Health Organization, or WHO, announced its first guidelines for treating hepatitis C in early 2014. At that time, the treatment was so expensive that WHO said, and I quote, hepatitis C treatment is currently unaffordable to most patients in need, unquote. This was a crying shame because the treatment had a success rate of up around 95%. Now, the treatment works best when given early in the course of the disease, before the patient develops cirrhosis of the liver, which kills two-thirds of those who die from the disease, or cancer of the liver, which kills the remaining one-third. Hepatitis C is usually transmitted via blood that is already carrying the virus. And hepatitis C is one sneaky disease. Most people who get it, around three and four of them, don't even realise that they have been infected because the symptoms can be quite mild and vague for a long time. And in about one quarter of everybody who catches hepatitis C the disease will just spontaneously vanish, all by itself, leaving them completely disease-free. But with no treatment, the people whose infection doesn't just disappear, well, they end up with a long-term chronic infection. They often have almost no symptoms for a few decades, 10, 20 or 30 years. But... After about 20 years of infection, the risk of cirrhosis of the liver increases. And once cirrhosis kicks in, the risk of liver cancer increases. Now, while the worldwide incidence of hepatitis C is around 1%, it's around 2% in the USA and a devastatingly high 10% in Egypt. The figures are so high in Egypt because of poor medical practice between the 1950s and the 1980s. Back then, the country was ravaged by another awful disease, schistosomiasis, which is caused by a parasitic flatworm. The good news was that the schistosomiasis could be treated successfully by an injection. The terribly bad news was that the needles were reused from one person to the next and to the next. If one person in the chain carried hepatitis C, then everybody else who was later injected with the same needle also got hepatitis C. In 2015, the Egyptian government carried out a survey to try to work out how much hep C was in their country. 
in their survey of people 15 to 59 years of age, about 10% had been infected, while about 7% carried active virus. Scaled up to their population of 95 million, this meant that about 5.5 million people had chronic hepatitis C infection. And in turn, this meant a huge burden, both in health and in economics. The Egyptian government bit the bullet and decided to screen some 62 million people and treat them in just one calendar year. Wow! You would expect that this would cost a bomb and you would wonder how Egypt could afford it. Well, the economics were interesting, to say the least. On one hand, Egypt estimated that, and I quote, the lifetime direct medical cost and indirect cost of disability and early death for patients, unquote, with hepatitis C infection was more than $100,000 US each. That's enormous in terms of people and money. On the other hand, the cost of drugs to treat each person carrying hepatitis C had dropped from as high as $84,000 US dollars to $1,650 US dollars. Better, but still way too expensive. The Egyptian government, with help from the World Health Organization, was able to negotiate a much more reasonable price. They were able to bring down the total cost of screening, identifying, diagnosing and curing a patient to just $130.62 US. Wow, suddenly it was very doable. The program was entirely voluntary. Nobody had to be screened. But 50 million of the 62.5 million potentially infected population spontaneously got themselves screened in the seven months following October 1, 2018. Mobile screening teams and specially outfitted vehicles crossed the country in peak and off-peak times. If a patient tested positive to a finger prick rapid diagnostic test, the result was available within 20 minutes. And then that patient was immediately scheduled for a follow-up within two to five days. They also received abdominal ultrasound to see if they had cirrhosis of the liver. If they did not, and the liver was still healthy, they took the drug treatment for three months. But if they did have cirrhosis, it was six months. A disease that would have cost the economy $100,000 US per person was being wiped out for $131 US per person. This is such a good news story. Unfortunately, this cheap cure is not being implemented worldwide. Part of the reason is that in the wealthy countries, the people who have hepatitis C are often highly marginalised. They're in jail, or they have injected drugs in the past. And another problem is that privatised medicine is much more expensive than public medicine. The World Health Organization has a global goal of eliminating hepatitis C by the year 2030. 
it's the right thing to do. It's cheap, and in the long term, it actually saves money for the country that carries it out. What's not to like? You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.